0: Okay, as I mentioned last night, we have one page in front of you. It's a very large sughir, but I think we can cover just these couple of paragraphs tonight. Uh, and that is a very common question comes up. A young lady gets married, Bishar of Matzlachas. She was single, working for a time. She has some money in the bank. A uh, thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand, doesn't make a difference. And she brings it into the marriage. She probably should have take it off miser, but sometimes they don't realize, they don't get to it, they, they're getting married soon, many reasons. And um, as we mentioned, we didn't get to that sugya and the Mechaber yet, but there is a baltachr on giving meiser. Uh Some can say you should give quarterly. Some say uh, you can wait a little longer. We hold up to a year. It really shouldn't be more than a year. And You have your physical year of when it is, and we didn't, we, we made mention of that uh, you have to pick a date to stick with it, because otherwise you won't be able to have losses <laughs> against gains and we don't allow carryover losses. We do, but not all the time. Whatever. We'll, we'll get to that. It's not exactly the same as the IRS. Uh, so, you should give it sooner rather than later, but if it's something you're saving up for, you might give a large donation. So, we, uh, the sooner the better, but we give up to a year. The kids sir, it wasn't done. It's it, it, for our purposes. It's not going to make a difference even if you took off Meissur. It's still going to be a Shaila. And the Shaila is, does the husband now, husband who got into money, does he have to take off miser? From this money that she's bringing in, yes. What about a pledge? Pledge is where it gets very serious. Now no, so it's a good idea to say bleineder so you don't get into baltacher problems. But we're going to get we have marmakhemis which we're going to get to in the next few weeks on on what baltacher is. Beit stakah is it the same as kabbonis. Different than kabbonis. One regal, more. We'll, we'll get into that and it might have nothing to do with kabbonis and there's a whole sugya on that. The steering Gamars and the Taisis. Uh, but the general try to get to any mitzvah, certainly stuck as soon or later. But sometimes the cheshven is where it's easier to give it uh, once a month, quarterly. Or, and some people have mahal, as soon as they got something, it goes straight into a different account and, and you didn't give it yet. But at least that's a start in keeping track. So there are different ways to do it. Um, for whatever reason, we're going to discuss both scenarios. She did take a mitzvah already or she didn't. If she didn't, then it's a Surya Shaila. Somebody's cherev did something now because it wasn't my search. And I'm adding, even if she did take off mycer already, she's now coming to the marriage, and if the husband now got into money, which we'll discuss, did he get into money? Uh, maybe he is a chiv. It's clear the fact that somebody took off mycer once doesn't help you. Parent take off, has post-Meiser money, post-tax, post-Meiser money, and they decided one morning to give a gift to $10,000 to uh, a son for finishing shots. So the son have take, has taken off mycer. To take a the parent took a maister The answer is the parent took a maister. Your boss might have taken a maister off for his money also. When he pays, you got to take a miser. That part is not... There's true a... truth. There's a discussion when a Schwer does it and he's giving to a nada and somebody's sitting and learning and he, can he say, it's was already because he doesn't want them to take a maister because he's supporting them. That's a very important trailer. Uh, uh, not for now. It'll remind me sometime next. Uh, so six good. weeks. What? She, I hope she's at least bas mitzvah, otherwise I'm going to have a legal issue of robbing the cradle. Uh, so we'll get, yeah, like, um... Even if he's on the bar mitzvah, you should machayim the kids to take off mitzvah because it's parachinuch, so I don't think it makes a difference. And if he's, and if he's four years old and he finished shas, uh, and he's not a gilachinuch yet, he's probably a gilachinuch even at four because he finished shas. So, um, so either way, either it's a din or it's, uh, or it's a chinuch. So there are a number of... Uh, different sugiyas that we need for this short little shayla, this, this, this particular chuv I picked out, that many chuv on, it's only a half a page, but it's more complicated because there's an issue over here you have to ascertain first who owns this money now. In order to have a chi of maizah triggered, you got to be the balabas on the money. So when a lady gets married, if money comes in the marriage from the shver, so we all want subas, the says everything is either labeled as Nichse Melug or Nichse San And it uh, references this in the And the Ashkenazic has everything in an old German coin, Me'ez kesef, and another Me'ez a kesef, Masayan's kesef, Tasef's Xuba. Uh, and she's bringing me Be Me'be'nashov, she's not bringing me Uh But it's got to be under, coins of the guard, it's got to be under a category. What's the difference? So a quick chazara. I try to explain this very quickly to Chasson's tissue. I'm sitting there with the Chasson. Then the photographer keeps getting in the way and tells us to look up and smile. And I'm trying to talk to him and tell him what the is about. It's, he's signing a document that should be, I mean, he's not signing it, but he's shopping himself and he gets married. It's going to know the ksuba is not a big deal because the whole ksuba today, if you convert the German coin base in the silver market is worth, depending where silver is, $8,000, $10,000, $15,000. The sheet is it's not a million dollars. But... He's still being himself, and he had the other Shibudim in there, so I always think it's important for the Chasm to chazor over his And if you didn't get that Shmooz by the Chasm Tish, you're still married in the is to Chal, and the Shibud is still there. So you'll say, I didn't know what I was signing. Well, you know what you're signing. You sign whatever, you make it a Kenyan, you're not signing. But whatever Kenyan it is, the Rav picks up the handkerchief or the, uh, the pen or whatever it is, and he's being, the Rav at least tell him, you're being yourself to all things in the ksuba. at least he says what they are, you have no time, so you say, take my word for it, uh, it's the whole of the ksuba, yen And if you have more time, so you tell him what it's all about. Yeah? Ksuba's not that much today. It's not that much today. And the ksuba, for a different shmuz, is almost never collected. Because if there's Hasa shalom a get, usually there are many bigger things to worry about than the $15,000, that usually gets swallowed up in the agreement. There are exceptions. I had a case in Nebuchadnezzar once. So there was a get going on the, three weeks after the Hasna, Leoleinu, and uh, there were no assets to speak about. And the only thing they argued about was the Yitzchai, the subah. So it does come up, but rarely. Uh, and that's why it's a funny thing. Ramos has a truva, and he says, we don't really have a and Messera. How am I how to figure out this value? You would think, like, it's Maysa and Buhayin, but unfortunately there are a lot of Gitna, almana things like that. And the answer is there's never really... The almana. has so many Tanaik Subas, that come into play that she gets to live in the house and they have to still support her and they have to still feed her, it's silly for her to collect Iksubu. When she has Iksubu, she loses everything else. So a mono doesn't come up that much and a grusha doesn't come up that much because usually they're fighting about so many other things that it doesn't, the $15,000 is almost uh, not too relevant although every penny counts. So that's why lamaisa. when I tell you 8000 it depends on the silver market, but it also depends on a lot of my because of how to do the conversion and what exactly is worth what. But it's clear, one thing's clear, there are two categories, Nirsa Malug and Nissan Brazil. What's the difference? So this is money given from the Shwer, I didn't get to her money yet. Nisim Malug is when it's assigned is you can assign whatever you want, but that has to be decided upon. Nirse Malug is you get the impression of the person be sort of the fallback position. If you don't say it's Nussan Brazil, it's probably assumed to be Nirsa Malug. Nirsa Malug, she really still retains the right to the Karen, to the principal. And he has the right to the payers, which we'll call dividends in modern economic language. So if the Schwer gave him a million dollars cash and they put it in a bank account and it's making a whopping 1.2% interest, so then do the math. He gets the payers. If it's real estate, he gets the rent. If it's um, dividend-paying dividend stock, he'll get the dividends. And if it's trees, he'll get payers. Shoot the kamash he will get apples. That's Paris. Nissimaluddo, the Karen is hers. He can't touch it. He's not allowed to invest in it and not allowed to sell it. Nissimaluddo is from the name Saint Basil. Saint Basil, iron sheep. The mile of iron sheep is they never die and they don't decay and they don't get old because they're made of iron. thing is expression. What we would call real estate. It's called real estate because it's, you can touch it and it's there, hopefully. Brazil, he could take the Karen, takes the principal, and he can take it. Uh, Rahman destroy it, lose it, invest it, whatever he wants, but he's for 100% of the Karen. So he doesn't get the Paris, he gets the whole Karen, and he can do whatever he wants. Hopefully, he'll make money. But if he loses money, not her problem. So the money could be assigned either as Nichsim well, Again, the, the impression from the, the whole discussion of the Sugi is the fallback position is That's going to be his assumption in the, in the tshuva that we're going to see probably next week. Yes? That would be the case if somebody gives their future sample? So, an apartment. There are no payers if they're living there, but if he gives a house and there's, a, there's an apartment, uh, there's a basement apartment to be rented, so the renter will be the payers. That the working assumption to answer your question, which will be no gay over here well, not as no gay in this case but the, with the girl getting married, but the assumption is uh, not really part of the sugi. But since you asked, uh, this comes up in, in gittin proceedings. The assumption is that if he gave a house sometimes the share will give a house, an apartment. And it's a shor, it gives a dira. So the assumption is, is that it does not belong to the husband jointly. It's either Nilsen Malug or Nilsen Sussan Brazel, and most probably Nissan Malug because they don't want him selling the apartment or flipping it or doing business with it. They want them living there. And that's a safety net that Chas Hashem, if it's ever a or she's almana, it's her apartment Is the Karen goes back to her, even after many years. That's only true, though, if it's not put in his name or put in joint names. Join in names, then it's no longer Nech or at least half of it isn't Shaila, is 100, 100, 50, 50 so that's where that makes enough to but if it's not in his name, he can't come and say that I get half because my share gave it to me also, but that's not true because the full position is Nech look. so that's the answer to your question, over here that won't be necessary, over here the Shaila is as follows, usually the Gemara talks about not done is a dowry as usually given by the in-laws here, this isn't a nadin. She made money, she has her own bank account. Is that included in the Nadin? So this particular truth again, there are many truths many angles over here. This particular tshuva, it's in the various dovet is well happiness is uh, dying in Williamsburg. He takes the position, he's not alone, but uh, I didn't think with Pushit and he quotes an MSI for Rabiankiv who says like I was assuming, and I will explain his kasha and Rabiancov, I will uh, defender of the active over here, not because I'm from Muncie, uh, but because uh, uh, that's the other half of the story. And, and both sides are well represented over here. He's going to start off with the assumption, end off with the assumption that money she brings in is also assigned either as Nisimulin or as Basel And I'll explain to you why I don't know if that's it. If you assume like that, then you have a fascinating halachic built in problem over here. The we're discussing is who takes off Meiser? let's assume for a moment that she didn't take off Meister yet. She planned on getting married soon. She didn't get around to it. She gets married now. Who takes off Meister? So he's going to make the argument, unless she tussles, it's a good argument. The Shiloh is, is the assumption that is a little a correct assumption. His argument is neither can take off Meister. Because she can't take off my seat. She brought in, let's say, make an easy round number. $100,000. She had a very good job. She brought in $100,000. So she's going to say, Oh, $10,000, you know, I didn't get around to take off Meister. She's going to write out a $10,000 check. She's married now. She can't do that because Nusim Malug is m'shubat to him. He gets the Paris. If if he's making interest on $100,000, now he's making interest ninety thousand dollars he just lost money. So she can't just arbitrarily give Miser. And the second part of the argument, of course, if you're following is he can't give Miser either because he doesn't own the Karen. He only gets the Paris. So he's going to suggest, encourage, cajole, that they both do the right thing and give Miser. But the interesting thing is if you hold to this Hanukkah, he starts at this Hanukkah, doesn't leave it, and wonders why Rabbi Yankov says not so. I, and I'm going to show you. I, I don't think the is potion. I think Rabbi Yankov didn't think it was potion either. But his Hanukkah is that uh, he doesn't own it, she doesn't own it. She owns it more than he does. She owns the karen, but she has no right to the karen because it's his to use. That's in the simulog. And he can't, uh, he can't be chaif ma'as if he doesn't own the karen. And therefore nobody's chaif, and they should get their act together and both encourage each other to give. That's going to be your suggestion. So let me read that part to you first, and then I'll share with you the other side of the story. So let Let's see, read the Shiloh first. Yeah. So she's the you she, uh, she, she should have taken, taken care of it care beforehand. Care, yeah. She should have taken care of it beforehand. Uh, you know, I'm I, I not tiny as a you 19 know, year old girl. She doesn't know. She's making money for the first time. Uh, not surprising she didn't get around it, especially since they're trying to get married, and maybe she just started working for every year and she was engaged. She got married. She said, oh, my husband will take care of it. That happens a lot. This is a very common Shiloh. This comment is more Shaila than, it, than the exception of where she does it before. And even if she's working, as I encouraged last night, till the day of the Hasna, she probably didn't take Meiser in the last month or two. So even if she did know about Meiser, she did take, she's not going to... There's still going to be money with this Shaila is going to be no to. I highly doubt she's taking the last paycheck and giving Meiser the week before the Hasna. Yes? I'm trying to be funny, this time, but if you can to give it to himself. That's a whole different shayla, and it's a very important shayla, and it's a big machlikes. Some say there is no chalois taking off mice if you're giving to yourself, and, and Ramayusha holds you just potter if you can't afford it. And others say, no, there's still an Indian to for shit, and then keep it for yourself. That's a separate machlikes. But right now, she, she has the money, and I'm saying, even if she was taking it all along, chances are the residue is still going to be there um, because uh, you didn't take off miser every day, and she's getting married at a certain point in time. So it's still going to be nagea. Let's see the shiloh. So no, no. Once she's married, there's no shiloh. It says, "Befaris marriage She's married. Whatever she makes goes to the husband. That's not a shiloh. The husband has full jurisdiction on that. She can't do it. She can't do it because that's a different mechaber that if somebody knocks on the door if the wife gives him a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars or eighteen dollars or thirty-six dollars depending on what the minig in that particular place. That's fine. If she hands him a thousand dollar check he's not allowed to take it unless he has proof positive that the husband's asking him because it's not her money. And she's a breadwinner? If she's a breadwinner? So, uh, okay, I, I was, uh, I guess, a bit uh, overly optimistic thinking I was even going to start this Shuba before But no, it's, good. It's, it's all important because I had to get to all this anyway. Um, if... Let me say this delicately because um, this share is Baruch Hashem listened to out of this room. Um, If a young couple comes to me before the Hasner at the beginning of their marriage and they ask me uh, what's the din about having separate bank accounts? So I, first I, I like Telling people, tell people the din, then give them advice. The din is that, technically, she could say, we once spoke about this on the Shabbos afternoon, when the recorders were not going, Baruch Hashem, uh, the Gemarik Subas has a klal. She could say, yes, yeah, she And the is, she has a ma'asiyadayim, he's got to give her food, and it's a trade-off, and that's the din, and, and most people opt for that because it's smart, and with Sholem bias, that's the way to go. There is a Gemara that says, she can elect to say, I'm making more, a lot more money than my food, and I want to keep my money, you keep your food, and I'll go shopping, thank you very much. Um, that's not a very healthy sign of Sholem Beis. Uh Doesn't mean it's us, or she has a right to do it, and the shah we discussed if you remember on Shabbos is, can she say that now, and then change her mind in three weeks from now? So, some peasants can say yes because the takana is renewed every single morning by breakfast. Interesting. The lump this is. The takana is chal every, mo- every morning when he has to feed her. So, she could say, I'm out. And many other peasants can say, absolutely not. And the am the din. I've had this case Lamaisa, unfortunately. And when the lady comes to me and she says, I had this this past year, and she said, and my friends told me, it always starts with what my friends told me. I wish people would have such friends. My friends told me that I don't have to give over the money to my husband. Is that true? So I said, sort of, uh, and I try to walk them through and I say, normally the money belongs to him what you make, but you can opt out of the because it's there for your protection. But I warn you that if you lose your job, usually I'm called by a lady who's making a lot of money and she has no problem with this. And then I tell them that it's somewhat of a dispute, but if you ever lose your job, uh, there's no backseat. And he can be stubborn and, Take a comma, which is not a nice thing to do, obviously, this is a sign that there's a little bit of a breakdown in the process of marriage in the first place. So that's very likely that's going to happen. And if you lose your job, and sometimes companies cut back, and uh, you know you can be making four hundred thousand dollars now, and then next week your job isn't there. And then how are you going to pay for food? She said, normally the answer is no. Then I'll ask my husband to pay the bills. I said, well, that's not clear like whether you can flip flop like that. And lemaise, even though the sock is not clear cut, in a based-in setting where there's usually lands. It's a mezrever raya, so she wants her food back. She's mezzi from the husband, and he doesn't have to pay her. Which, after that, the marriage won't last very long because if you have no food and you get thinner and thinner and there's nobody left, then there won't be any marriage. So the marriage is going to end long before that. Uh, so the whole scenario I'm trying to paint over here is the whole scenario is not healthy. So if a young couple asks me, is there any problem with us having separate bank accounts? The answer is problem? It's not us, sir. And, and And by the way, separate bank account isn't the EFSHI, by the way. You, it's a step before, she says, whatever I make, I don't plan on working too much. If I make money babysitting, I'll be glad leaving the husband. And so I'm coming in with $100,000, I'd like to keep that separate. She's not crazy, but, I, and it's not us Sir, I always advise against it because if you get married marry to somebody, I would hope that uh, it's for the full dos that this is going to last and you have no as fake as which in a healthy situation, that's the case. It's not even a have me otherwise. The prenups, we spoke about also when the cameras weren't rolling and one of the issues, uh, the mailers, the prenup, or the mailers and the disadvantages, you're talking about uh, at, right before the chuppah, what you're going to do if the marriage falls apart. It's not, a, you know, not exactly always great for showing bias. Um, but, okay, we'll leave the prenups out. There are arguments for and against. But over here, you're going into the marriage, and besides the fact that there shows a slight lack of uh, distrust here, it might also be against the line of the tanaim, which I'll get to, but it's still not all, sir It's just not advisable. And the meaning for most families is there is no such thing, and there are no two accounts, and that's the way it should go. For those who have separate accounts, it doesn't mean they're bad people. It might be situational. It's not usher. I just, if a young couple's asking me and there's no reason for it, I don't advise it. And, it, and sometimes, uh, rarely, I hear a reason three months before the chasana, and I call off the engagement and say, if that's your reason you shouldn't be getting married. I, it, if that's how nervous they are. So, and there's plenty of gradations in between. So it's not, it's not evil, and sometimes it might be a necessary evil, but it's the norm, the fallback position is, is that it shouldn't be his, yours. So one guy told me, a guy called me recently with the Shaili, he's married 15 years. And he, um, he asked me, is there anything wrong with it? So I, I gave him, the shmuz, and he said, "I hear that very well." He said, "What happens if I just give her own account? Because she is making money, and I don't really want it, I don't really need it, Baruch Hashem. And it makes her feel good. She goes to spend whatever, and I don't have to get all excited about what she's spending. She spends her own stuff." I hear that more because then there are no I don't know if you ever heard that sometimes there's there's a suchem in a marriage over money. I don't know if you ever heard of such a concept. It never came up. You're all in blank faces. So where did the suchem come? He looks at the credit card bill and he wants to know why did you go there and why did you have to shop in Saks and why did you have to buy the fur coat from last year was fine. You know, there are the things that come up. So this guy and this situation only, I said, that might be a good idea because they've had a history already. I said, you know what, let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> Put it over there. You won't see a bill. So in that situation, maybe. It's not a sign of a great situation either, but I knew it wasn't great because they're arguing about the 15 years already. So hey, yes, under the circumstances, the taco would be a better idea. So there's yes for yesh. My point over here is that's the like gadbet ha'takana of the money she makes going to him once they're married. We're talking about she brought in money. Is this assumed to be under nisim l'organisar barzel? It's not coming from the shvare, and he's going to assume a davar that it is. Yes. So what happens if she brings a hundred thousand dollars? Right. And she wants to keep separate for a paying a house, space, and whatever. So what does that have to do with keeping it separate? If they're married, they should be both on the same page that we want to buy a house. That's my point. It's, it's not. <laughs> It's not usher. It's not usher. It's not usher. I got myself in enough trouble already. What's not usher is not usher. And uh, I'm just saying it's certainly Maybe a sign of a very healthy situation Maybe. when it doesn't even come up. Maybe more of a spender. Maybe to spend it more. So she wants to keep it locked in. Uh, this is if better. he talks as a wonderful guy and she's marrying him for his hasmada and all his mailas, and one khisarn he has is he has absolutely no clue how to handle money because of his hasmada. He doesn't know what George Washington from a Hamilton, everything like that, and it's safer by her. Okay, so then that's situational. But that's not the norm. I'm just saying, I, I, I grew up and I have I have who grew up, I, I checked this out, I never even heard of such a thing before, it didn't never even came up, my nice. I, 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 parents, grandparents, cousins, uncles, I don't know anybody, you know, I know plenty of people by now, but I, it didn't show you really as normal as, as, as that, certainly that shouldn't be the norm if it's a healthy situation. So again, not every situation is perfect, I recognize that it doesn't make them bad people, it makes it situational. Anyway, the working assumption over here, we didn't even start this, is that it's going to be in and Shem, we will pick this up next week.